Well, praise be to the awesome name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God forever. Jesus Christ is Lord, risen from the dead. Hallelujah. And he is returning soon. Glory to God. Hallelujah. As he declared that he would die and be raised and that was impossible, they could not wrap their, their minds around it, yet he did it. He did the impossible. Nothing with God is impossible. Amen. Praise God. And as he said, he is returning. And we would think, wow, that's been uh, 2,000 years thereabouts. That seems impossible. Yet he will return. He will fulfill his word, even as he fulfills his promises uh, in other places of scripture concerning us. Amen. And concerning what God said he would do. Praise God. I want us to look at Isaiah 59, verse 19. I'll be reading from the New King James today. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it reads in the New King James, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Praise God. Father, I thank you for your word today, and I thank you for causing it to be seeded deep into our hearts that it immediately begins to grow and produce fruit uh, miraculously in our lives. And as it continues to grow, so the fruit shall remain. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, the title of this message is The Standard. Praise God. Can you say that to yourself and maybe... Somebody you're sitting next to, the standard, praise God. Hallelujah. Now, as I read this, there's two popular ways to read this. In the Hebrew, there was, there was not uh, punctuation like we have in our Bibles today. And so the translators put uh, the, the punctuation there in the way that they uh, were led of the Spirit to uh, write it. And yet there's some that would... Uh, uh, say it needs to be punctuated differently. And here's how they would say, uh, uh, other than the way it's written, they are still reading it exactly the same, except the inflection is different. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. And here's where it changes in, in their minds. When the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. So instead of the enemy coming in like a flood, it's the, enemy, or the enemy is met with the flood of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I'm, I'm fine with both, as long as you understand this one thing about it. And it, it's, it's understood in both, in my opinion. Uh, the main thing is to understand the standard. The standard. This term is better translated, and it is translated in, in other translations this way, uh, to cause to flee. The Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard or cause to flee. He will cause the enemy to flee. It doesn't matter how strong the enemy may come in. doesn't matter how it appears to be. The Spirit of the Lord is stronger, and he causes the enemy to flee. Amen. Praise God. Now I know in my life, there's been times in my life where in my opinion, the spirit, the, uh, the spirit of the devil, the devil himself did come in like a flood. There was 
Seemingly everywhere I looked, uh, the enemy was messing with my life. And so I can understand uh, seeing the enemy coming in like a flood. But I also understood that no matter how it looked, my God was greater. Amen? My God was able to push him back, praise God. So no matter how bad the situation or circumstances may appear, the Spirit of God is able to push those uh, works back, able to push back those circumstances, able to uh, cause those situations to be overcome. One translation says the Spirit of God will overwhelm the, de the enemy. Praise God. Hallelujah. And our God is able to overwhelm even the most overwhelming of circumstances. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we stand in this standard. What is that standard? It is the standard of Jesus Christ. What causes the enemy to flee? It is the blood of Jesus. It is what he has wrought, the salvation of Almighty God in the blood, in his, in his resurrection glory, praise God, and the word of the promises of God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. It talks about here in the beginning of that, the name of the Lord uh, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and the glory is glory from the rising of the sun which will be the east amen praise God and so in the name of Jesus we find the presence of God the glory of God the shining presence of Almighty God is found in the name of Jesus and in that name we find the Spirit of God is the one that is uh, lifting it high pushing it forth the Holy Spirit is the one that is uh, the third person of the Trinity on the face of the earth today moving throughout the, the world causing this gospel of the kingdom to be manifest glory to God in the preaching and teaching and the receiving thereof hallelujah he is the Lord of the harvest and he lifts up Jesus hallelujah he lifts up what Jesus has done for us and we know Jesus came from the Father and the Father is the one that manifested this mighty power to save. Amen. This mighty power to deliver us from the works of the wicked one. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil, the Bible says. Hallelujah. I want us to uh, look very quickly at 1 John 4.4. 4. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 John 4, 4. And we have this promise that no matter what's going on in the world, our God is greater. Amen. And where is he? You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Praise God. So the enemy may come in tactics that seem great because many in the world today are unbelievers they are of the the wicked one they uh, are led by the the spirit of antichrist that is in the world so you're going to come into situations and and circumstances in this life that appear greater than you but you see it's not you that you trust and rely on it's the holy spirit on the inside of you that is greater than all of that in this world. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
And in Matthew chapter 24, Matthew chapter 24, in verse 14, praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus is recorded as saying this. And this gospel, praise God forever, this that the Holy Spirit lifts up as a standard that causes the enemy to flee. This gospel, this good news of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. Praise God. Hallelujah. There are some that would argue that this is already fulfilled. Some would argue this is already fulfilled. Because, you see, it doesn't necessarily have to be preached in all of one generation. And this gospel has technically been preached all over the world already. Uh, from one generation to another. Now, I am of the opinion that I believe it will be in one generation. All over the world preached. And yet, that could still be argued through technology. We're doing that right now. It can be picked up on internet. It can be beamed through television. You know, all over the world right now, people are able to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we are very near. This is one promise, in my opinion, that has been fulfilled. No matter how you look at it, it's been fulfilled. It's being fulfilled. Amen? Amen. And so the end is near, dear ones. Are you ready? Are you ready? You see, the sin in your life, if you look at it on a personal basis, the sin, the works that are like a flood to destroy you from the enemy of sin and rebellion to God, if you repent and you turn to Christ, all of that can be pushed back and out of your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. That standard of the blood, that standard of the Holy Spirit can come into your life and you can be born again. Children of God, as it is referred to. And we have that greater one then. He comes into our hearts. We are born again. And we are able to call God the creator, our father in the new creation. Amen. We are born of God and he dwells within us by his spirit. And Jesus is Lord. Praise God. You see, even though we have all of these things that are at our disposal, I want to make it very clear, even though God is greater, even though the standard is able to make the enemy flee it's not automatic it just you know as a as a man of God that I really respected he's gone on to see the Lord he wrote a book called miracles don't just happen miracles don't just happen another man of God that I really really received from and he, he's still alive today he said you know you have to pray the price yeah. you have to pray the price to get God to move amen uh, in a mighty way many times uh, when you see revivals when you see these things happen in areas or ministries they just seem to explode somebody somewhere was praying the price it may not have been the preacher it may have been someone in the congregation mm -hmm. but whatever the case somebody was praying. Amen? So I encourage you to understand that we're declaring the promises of God. We're praying, asking God to 
continue to move, asking God to cause the name of Jesus to be magnified in and through our personal lives, in and through our ministries that we love and, and are part of, and so forth and so on, in the areas we live. These are, these are things that must take place. We submit ourselves. We submit ourselves. And we're going to look further at that. But I want us to go to Ephesians. Oh, sorry. We'll look at one more thing. Let's go back to Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59. And we're going to look at the very first verse. It seems so uplifting as we look at this. It is such a hope. And it causes our faith to be stirred and lit on fire, if you will, as you read this in verse 1. Behold, do you look, do you see, do you understand this? Are you allowing your gaze to be upon what is about to be said? I encourage it. Don't just read through it and forget it. Let it be a meditation of your heart. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened. Have you ever tried to reach for something that is falling and you just almost got it, but you didn't? And it fell. If it was glass, it probably broke. Whatever the case. The Bible here is saying God's hand is not too short. It's able to grab hold of things. Amen? It's able to reach out and get them. Amen? Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear or uh, he has so much coming in that he can't process it all is another way to hear say that or he's gone deaf because of all of the the information coming in God is not like that it doesn't matter how many people are calling his name he hears and knows everyone amen, amen. praise God this is so inspiring to me as I read it behold the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save nor is ear heavy that it cannot hear. Praise God. Now, even though that is so enlightening, it is so inspirational, the next verse says, But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden His face from you, so that He will not hear. And it just keeps going on. And it's talking about the unrepentant people and their sins and their ways of life that are against him. Even though God is able to change their life, he's able and willing, I might add, to destroy the works of sin in their life because of their unrepentant hearts, their ways of life going away from God and not to God. What he is capable of doing is not known in them. It's not known through them. And it goes on here for quite a few verses talking about the sinful people of Israel of that day, but today it would apply to anyone and everyone. Amen? Amen. And that's what is really being talked about in verse 19. That even though all of this is going on, God is going to work a mighty work of salvation anyway because he desires to amen even though man has forgotten him man has gone away from him man is doing each and everything is uh, against god god says well i've still promised it so i'm going to do it amen. and so he he girded himself it says in verse 17 but actually let's, let's read here uh in beginning in verse 
15. So truth fails, and he who departs from evil makes him, or excuse me, departs from evil makes himself a prey. Then the Lord saw it, and it, dis it displeased him that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Remember what I said about prayer? Therefore his own arm brought salvation for him, and his own righteousness it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate, and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a cloak. And he goes on, and then in verse 19 he says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord. You see, when we're talking about fear, if you're of the, of the enemy, if you're walking with the devil, then you're going to fear God when he shows up in true fear. You're going to be afraid of what's about to happen to you. And if not, you're just a fool. Hello? But to the believer, to the believer, we fear God on a different level. We respect him and we need him. And so our fear is afraid of being too far away from him so that we must draw near. We must be constantly drawing near to God. Amen? The enemy and the, the children thereof of the enemy, they're afraid because they don't want to draw near to God because they're away from him and they, they see judgment if he gets too close. And dear ones, I want to make that very clear. God at a distance, judgment abated. God coming close, judgment happens. So yes, we want the Lord to come. We want the Lord to be very near to our life, to continue to judge the works of the devil in our life. And we welcome that. Amen? But if you're not trying to get close to God, that is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Amen? And so, so shall they fear the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord, this is His... His uh, way that he is known. He is greater than the devil. He's greater than the works of the devil. He's greater than sin. He's able to judge and make war as we will see in the end of the age. Amen? He's able to put all things under his feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so that's why we love him. Because he has changed our lives. He has transformed us from a life of sin to a life of righteousness. It's not our works that has done this. It is the work of the Spirit of God lifting up the mighty blood of Jesus, lifting up the great resurrection triumph, victory, amen? Lifting up the words of promise, hallelujah, the Word of God, hallelujah. Lifting up the Lordship of our mighty Savior, praise God. And that's what causes these things to happen in our life. We have to repent. We have to turn to God and let Him release us. Let Him push out everything that is not of Him. Amen? Sometimes that's a little painful, but it's always for the better. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. And so this is important that we understand that it's not just automatic. It's not just going to happen. Miracles don't just happen. Amen? They happen when we turn to God, when we embrace His Word, when we look unto Jesus, the author and the developer of our faith. Amen? Amen? And so they can happen like it appears automatic, 
But the truth is, it's by faith and it's by submission to God. I want us to go to Ephesians chapter 6. And I didn't start my timer, so I don't know how much time I have. But Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10. This is a very well-known passage here in this church. And we're going to read a few. We're going to go all the way to verse 18. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And it continues. So here we see the armor of God here. It starts out by saying that we have a wrestling match going on that we have to keep ourselves able to withstand. And one uh, of that uh, that is emphasized is the armor of God. The other thing that is emphasized is withstanding. So the two go together. You can't really withstand the, the wrestling match with the devil. He's, he's more powerful than you. He being angelic and we just being flesh and blood. But when we put on the armor of God, that makes all the difference. Because as I said earlier... Greater is he that's in us. Amen? The Holy Spirit within us. And these, this armor is manifest by the Holy Spirit. And what is that? It, and it, notice it says, put on. Put on the whole armor of God. So again, not automatic. It's not just going to happen for you. This is speaking of as you come under, under, the, under the Lordship of Jesus, as you place your faith and trust in, in the working of the Holy Spirit through the precious blood and the promises of God and Jesus Christ, as you keep yourself in fellowship with Him, hallelujah, then this armor will be manifested. And the, it, it talks about how it covers the uh, places that, that would, if they are injured, could be life-threatening, it could, be, it could uh, destroy us. But the whole armor of God covers that and protects us against the enemy's attacks. But there's another thing that I have always uh, uh, tried to emphasize every time I bring it up, so I'm going to do it again today. This word withstand literally means to push back and out. So it's an offensive mode. We withstand the works of the enemy. So it's not something we have to wait on the devil to show up. Hello? It's not something we have to wait on the devil to attack. We should be always in an offensive mode. We should be carrying the gospel against the works of the enemy every day. Amen? Knowing that greater is he. Knowing that we have on the armor of God. Knowing that he's going to be with us. He's going to protect us. He's going to cause us to prevail over the works of the enemy. 
Hallelujah. That withstand is an offensive, not a defensive. You understand that? It's not just hunkering down and batting down the hatches and, oh, no, here he comes. No, it's, devil, here I am, and you better watch out for me because I've got your number. Amen? Hallelujah. And so we are to push the devil out of our lives. Hallelujah. And the standard, the standard causes him to flee. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. In James chapter 4, in James chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Therefore, hallelujah. So I got to read what it's there for. Remember, when you see the word therefore, you got to see what it's there for. Amen. Hallelujah. It goes on to say, or in verse 5, we'll just start there. And it's talking about those that are in sin. But in verse 5 it says, Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, The spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy, jealously. But he gives more grace. And dear ones, that grace is full of dunamis power. Glory to God. That grace is able to transform and to change. That grace is not empty. It is powerful. It is full of the power of God. So God allows you to come to Him in whatever way you are. As long as you come, He will not cast you aside. But after you come, the power of God will begin to work in you and transform you into the very image of Jesus because He ultimately is the standard. And we are changed into the Lord Himself. We are witnesses of Him. He, His Lordship at work in us, we're able to be His witness in the world today. Amen? Jesus is still Jesus. I'm not saying we become Jesus, but the Holy Spirit and His work in us and the Word in us, we become His ministers. We become His witnesses. People begin to see Jesus more than us. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, but He gives more grace. Therefore, He says, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble, those that submit to Him. Therefore, submit to God Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Hallelujah. You see, that's the key. We have to submit. We have to allow ourselves to come under the lordship of Almighty God. We need to submit to God, and that means to come under Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and let the Holy Spirit live in us, and we live by Him. We allow His leading. We allow His guidance. We allow the Word of God to be within our hearts and minds, first place. Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his, in His righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you, praise God. The devil only can steal from those that are not in Christ. Amen? Amen. And as we stay in Christ, ultimately, this world is not our home anyway. Amen? And so those that are just living for this this age, those that are just living for this earth, those that are just living for themselves, it doesn't matter how much they attain. Jesus said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose your own soul or lose your, your spiritual life? Amen? So we need to keep pushing and pushing. Don't wait on the devil to show up, but keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep gaining territories. Keep leading people to Jesus. Keep ourselves in the pavilion of God's presence. God bless you.